Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to Radio Podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous and I will be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. Follow me on Instagram sarcastic.aa.book My website's recoveryradiokmp3.com To get any one of the five books go to sarcasticbigbook.com And as always, I'm so glad you're here with me I don't know know what you're doing. I don't know if your day is just getting started or it's just winding down or it's somewhere in the middle, but here we are, you and me. I am glad for that. Closing my eyes and really feeling gratitude for the fact that I do not want to drink today. I live with that obsession. For a long time, before I got sober and it returned in early sobriety, it was terrifying. Because I do not drink to party, I drink to stop my heart. So, terrifying. Can't believe that I don't have that obsession today. It's so easy to take that for granted. I think it warrants being mentioned every day, thought about. It's a gift. I could lose it. I'm trying to live my life in a way that warrants having received that gift. I screw up all the time. But I'm. My effort is sincere, though. I want to talk about that today, but. Before I do, I have to tell you quickly that I do have a piping hot cup of French roast coffee from Trader Joe's mixed with some Don Francisco's. And I'm going to take a sip of it right now of a celebratory beverage. Have one with me. I don't know if you're driving or by the fire or on a run or just pouring yourself some tea or coffee, but have a beverage with me. We'll all wait. Go ahead. I want to read a couple emails, talk about them before I get into today's topic proper. The first one, I want to say happy birthday, two years to Eric. Eric wrote me this, two years today, I was listening to your episode on is unsolicited advice playing God. 
where you're asked if you're psychotic to not get Don Francisco's hazelnut because it's so good and it cracked me up. I just bought their cinnamon hazelnut last week because of you. It's pretty good, but I think I need the French roast mixed in there to really feel the power you speak of. Anyways, when you paused and told everyone to get their celebratory beverage, I grabbed my coffee and sipped it, and it felt like we were celebrating my two years together. Not sure why I listened to that episode this morning. Maybe because I love giving unsolicited advice, or why you decided to call it a celebratory beverage on that day. But to me, it felt like a god shot. Do you guys call it that in L.A.? I've listened to your podcast for the last six months, and I recommend it to multiple meetings while chairing. I mostly sell it with a, he has a great calming voice. But I do, but but I know the content will keep people listening. Thank you for your commitment to spreading the recovery love. Also, I don't know if anyone has told you yet, but you need to get sponsored by Trader Joe's and Don Francisco's for how much you hype that blend. Best Eric S. Happy birthday, Eric. Or anniversary. Depending on where you're at. And, uh, yeah, I do call it a celebratory beverage, a libation, sometimes I call it. (laughs) But, um, gosh, two years is a... Such a miracle. If you're like... If you're like me. Congratulations. If you want me to send you something for reading your email on a show, just email me and say, yes, please send me something, a book or something. Okay. Same with this next one. This comes from Benjamin. Recovery Radio Gratitude is the topic. Good morning. I wanted to reach out. Thank you for your podcast. I found it insanely helpful, especially since I started going back in time to your earlier Big Book Workshop episodes. If you go back a ways, I go through um, some of the content briefly um, to a Big Book Workshop that saved my life about 30 years ago. I'm a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, and while the book and steps are not new to me, I do have a sponsor, and also my pre-COVID home group was a big book study. And my Zoom home group is a steps meeting. I'm seeing and understanding each in a radically different way now that I've been listening to your podcast. And a few others you've shouted out. The impact has been profound and has been particularly helpful in my work with a sponsee. He and I started working together earlier this year. It's probably no coincidence that this deeper understanding, combined with closer following of the clear-cut directions and working with another alcoholic, has led me to feeling better than I have in a long time. I'm not sure I can think of the right words to capture what's happening. Maybe it's best to say that it's finally making sense. The lights are finally on. Maybe it's a spiritual awakening or another in a series of spiritual awakenings and psychic changes that I've had since I became a member. Do people have more than one? I think so. 
And do these add up to one singular awakening? Does it even matter? I don't really think it matters. And the idea of spiritual awakening just means your spirit is waking up. You're feeling better. Your soul's wings are flapping. It's not mystical or complex, as it sounds. I don't think. Whatever it is, I feel grateful and recovered. Thank you for helping me. Between the podcast, the books, and the modeling, you must get a lot, uh, a ton of emails. I do. I get mostly modeling emails, wanting pics. Just kidding. I do have a couple questions if you have the time. One would be about the handouts from your workshop you mentioned. Can you please share those with me? Yes, I'd be happy to. I will email them today. Also, is the workshop a regular thing? Something that will be held again sometime. Yes, it is. There's actually one that started in Canada as well. You can email me about that if you're interested. Happens from time to time, sometimes pretty frequently. Just ended recently, and the next one is to be decided, but I would love to be a part of something like this. This kind of leads to my next questions. How do I find meetings that would be more like your podcast (laughs) And the ones where the true message and clear-cut directions of the big book are more front and center. I'm just not hearing that same message in the meetings I go to, which seem to be more about keep coming back, call your sponsor every day, make a list of how your life was unmanageable, go over the 12 and 12, and the 12 and 12 over the big book. I've noticed my shares are changing, though. As I try to offer my own experience, strength, and hope and relate it to the first 164 pages. Although saying things like, just don't drink and go to meetings, wasn't enough for me in a meeting where people really like to say that makes me feel a little awkward. Or recently, the topic of step five, the topic was step five, and I quoted the step five promises, and the person sharing after me said, this isn't a big book meeting. My approach to sharing has evolved over time. I think I used to share what I thought the old-timers wanted to hear. Then I moved to sharing things to help myself, and now I'm learning more and seeing things more clearly. I'm sorry. And now, as I'm learning more and seeing things more clearly, I'm in a phase where I'm trying to direct my shares to newcomers by just talking about what works for me, a.k.a. clear-cut directions. All that to say, My final question is, how do you approach sharing in meetings? I've gone on too long. Any response you're able to provide would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. And I'm off to live a life worth saving. Ben from Detroit, Michigan. Thank you, Ben. Very touched that you take the time to write this to me. First question that I didn't answer already is, you know, how do I find meetings that are more like the ones where the true message and clear-cut directions of the big book, more front and center? I mean, in my experience, they are pretty hard to find. Even big book studies often um, talk about how the alcoholic is extra fucked up. And...
They're out there, though. Um, the first thing that I think about when I think about my answer to that question is it does say in the big book, God will show you how to develop the fellowship you crave. And these days you can just always start a meeting so easily on Zoom. Uh, there's a couple of those being started in town where I am. Um, you know, you know, that's what I think. I think that, um, God will show you how to develop the fellowship at Crave and maybe somebody who's driven to find meetings like that um, might become inspired to start one. I went to a meeting one time years ago. I was 20 years sober. I was with somebody who was like 28 years sober, 27 years sober, and some other people with a lot of time. And we just threw a dart at a map and ended up at this meeting in Pasadena, California. We didn't know what we were getting into. And it was really a phenomenal meeting. And it was very along the lines of what you asked about. Um, the 402 Club or the 10-something 02 Club? I don't remember what it was. Probably find it. But they, in their format, they said, you know, in this meeting, you pick a sentence from the first 164 pages and then share for three to five minutes directly how that relates to your life today. If you do stray from this, we will shut you down. If you want to just talk about something else or you just want to share about your day, there's plenty of other meetings where you can do this. This was all in the format. And it was a, it was a pretty stunning meeting I remember ended up going there more often and they ended up coming out to our community I think I talked about that pretty recently but um, anyways I can send you a couple zoom codes there's a meeting called the design for living there's a meeting called the black rhinos that I've talked about on here um, so Anyways, I don't know how helpful that was in response to that question. But that's what I think. What page is it on when it says that God will help you develop the fellowship you crave? I think it's on 164. It's on a little page called Don't Be So Pushy. Yes, 164. First full paragraph. Um... Last two sentences, you know, must remember that your reliance is always upon God. He will show you how to create the fellowship you crave. And then, let's see. The next question was... How do you approach sharing in meetings? I mean, I think about uh, 
I think about the traditions. I think about the first thing I do is I think to myself, am I capable right now of sharing in a way that will more honor the traditions than not? In other words, am I, am I going to be, am I able to share in a way that's not divisive, but also carries a message, but also doesn't imply there's something more that's required to be here other than a desire to stop drinking? Am I going to, I mean, it's, it's kind of, I think about those kinds of things and Am I going to share from anger or am I going to share from love? And those are things I think about, but more than that, it's just um, kind of intuition. Um, I'm sitting there in a meeting. I want to help. I go to meetings now to help. I go to meetings now to carry a message and help help someone if I can. That's why I go. I don't go um, for therapeutic reasons these days. I don't go. <clears throat> I go to see people I care about and see if I can help. You know, my sponsor used to say, don't give a sober lesson. Don't give sober lessons. Nobody wants to hear that. So I'm thinking about that. How can I share my experience with the clear-cut directions? How can I make this simple message that can hopefully help somebody and also not be like in front of a class, in front of a chalkboard? And it's just something to, you know, Step 10 says we, our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. How can I really be helpful? This is not an overnight matter. It should continue for our lifetime. So I work on this stuff. Every day I was in a meeting this morning before I recorded this and decided not to share because it would not have been coming from the right place. So I don't know if that helps. But those are the things I think about. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for writing. Um, same thing. Email me if you want something. Um, next time I'll talk about screwing up all the time. Because I do. <laughs> I do want to say hello to my friends in Canada. and I want to say hi to Chelsea. And I want to say... Hello to Lucy. The other day, Lucy just kind of saved my morning. I tell you, speaking of shares, she just came in to this meeting and she just, I was cheering. It's probably jumping up and down like a psycho in my Zoom box. I don't know how tasteful it is to do that, but I, you know, I'm learning all the time. I'm probably not. But I couldn't help it at that moment. I was just so, she was just, it was amazing what she shared. So give a special shout out to Lucy. And um, yeah, if anybody needs to hear it, I will say that everything's okay. 
It's a crazy world. I'm aware of it. I'm trying to create an environment around me that's not crazy. That's all I can do before I can do anything else. I've got to do that. That takes a lot of patience and a lot of prayer and a lot of unselfish constructive action. A lot of willingness. But that's what I try to concentrate on is my own demonstration as best I can in this wild world. Anyways, um, I do have a modeling thing today. So I'm going to go to that. Um, I think they want me to wrestle an alligator in... um, It's like a trained alligator, though. It's not going to be harmful. But... (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't tell too many jokes today. We'll see. All right. Anyways, I do not know. Oh, before I say that. Again, send me an email. Sarcasticbigbook at gmail.com Check out the books. Go to the website. is helping you please share it with somebody tell them about it and I do not know why my life was saved but I am going to go try to live a life that was worth saving and I hope you'll do the same